Welcome back, sheeple. That's right. It's Daily DVR Goes Down the Rabbit Hole, the finale. We're here to talk about Rabbit Hole Season 1, Episode 8, Ace in the Hole. We've reached the end, Solo. Before we talk about it, I do want to remind everyone to go over to DVRpodcast.com. You can find all of our great podcasts. We're still covering Yellow Jackets. Heath and I will be back. We're going to cover the next season of True Detective on HBO, True Detective Night Country. So look out for that. Subscribe to Daily DVR. Go to DVRpodcast.com. And you can also become a patron like Bobby did. Welcome, Bobby. Go over welcome. to- Welcome. Yes, welcome. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. Help support us. We're independent podcasters trying to do our thing, trying to live our lives, bring you some entertainment, some analyzation, and we do appreciate that. Um, so let's get into the show, baby. This was it. The finale. We've reached the end. Eight episodes. We've gone down the rabbit hole with John Weir. Perhaps we've defeated Crowley, but have we? Solo, what did you think of this episode? Wait, hold on. Someone's in my ear. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's season two. <laughs> it's season two, baby. Uh, no, I'm doing well. Uh, really excited to talk finale with you. It was been a, it's been nice to do this pod. A good solid eight episodes of Kiefer finding, uh, you know, seeing good old Charles dance again and then discovering Meta Golding and our boy, um, the intern. <laughs> oh, he was your intern Kyle. at one point, but yeah, he's just doing it for the money though. You know, nothing personal, but, uh, no, very, I enjoyed the finale a lot. Uh, watching it a second time, of course you pick up the clues, but it really, I was hook. I fell hook, line and sinker for John Weir's ex-wife slash alias. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know. I just, it, it, I thought they wrapped it up very well and, uh, yeah, it was a good, good season of television. Yeah, it really was. Yep, I have to agree. I thought this episode, they threw us two or three different red herrings, right? Um, right. It, the, the wife, um, the trickery with the FBI, the, right? The, and the note that he sends to Maddie. There's all a bunch of different things that they threw at us. And... Um, I just think it kind of wrapped all the stuff we've been watching up very well while, while of course leaving it open like 24 style for the next season, right? <laughs> Anything could happen. Um, characters could reappear. Um, I, I think I just, I was really very satisfied with it and very happy with it. Um, we did have some comments. I wanted to bring in our Facebook group. Uh, oh, if, you, nice. if you go on to the Facebook, it's called Rabbit Hole TV Show Fan Group. Go join it. And um, let's see. Um, Amy says, I honestly liked him better in 24. It was nonstop action. I still feel that the woman was unnecessary <laughs> and weakened oh, the no. storyline. No, Amy, no. Virginia loved it. Cheryl said someone was in his ear. Uh-huh. 
Kathy says, I loved it. The twist and turns, who to trust, can't wait for season two. Will there be a season two? Was it his best friend in his ear? All right. Betty said, I thought it was really good. Karen, confusing but good. Virginia, I want a season two. So some good uh, some good responses I've been reading around. and Oh, you forgot one response, Axel. What was that? Solo, I want a season two, two. <laughs> season two, two. Yes, <laughs> and mine too, Axel. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was... Uh, <laughs> I thought it was great. I've been looking around at some reviews and whatnot, and I still think Paramount Plus is kind of doesn't really get the weather unless it's um, Yellowstone show. They really don't get the word out on shows like they hard. I, I didn't see too much advertising for this, even as the season progressed. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a, we don't know if there's going to be a season two. Um, and like I said, the reviews have been up and down. I think it depends really if you get it. You know what I mean? I think some people mm-hmm. tune in expecting a different kind of show. But overall, I thought it would gave us a great season. Yeah, I mean, it is tough. I mean, because, you know, especially for the diehard 24 fans, when you go through like nine, 10 seasons of Kiefer playing Jack Bauer, which to me is one of my all time favorite characters in television. Um, it's tough to, that's why when he did, we talked about it before, but when he did that one show where everyone's connected, like I, I couldn't do it. I was like, that's not Jack Bauer, but then with some time and, you know, some time between 24, it was, you know, we talked about this at length, but it was nice to see him in a character that, was different than Jack Bauer. Yeah. Let's be honest. And I'm sure Kiefer, probably one of the main reasons he took the role other than great um, showrunners and a great script and great idea was there was so much depth to his character. And like this episode, every time I watch him take a pause, I'm thinking, is he going through like five scenarios right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> like every time, like I was starting yeah. to feel like I was in his mind which was kind of cool. It's kind of what the show did and gets you sucked in like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I'm glad that it was different than 24 and different from other shows on TV. Now, I think that it accomplishes a certain heist spy, um, kind of like catch me if you can, uh, you know, just like, um, kind of out think people out thinking each other, and I think it just brings it to like a fun, it moves quick. The characters are interesting. Obviously, this isn't The Wire, you know? We're not watching uh, The Sopranos. It's not this deep, it's not really a deep examination of um, surveillance state and all that. It's a fun action show. And I think it completely uh, filled that So for me. So I was very happy. I f- yeah, I feel like what, the showrunners tried to do with that show next. Um, granted, it was network. I believe it was a Fox show. And what Paramount Plus let them do with Rabbit Hole, I feel like this is kind of what they really wanted to do with next, but it wasn't for the network audience. It might have been too, too complicated. Where Paramount Plus seemed to give them the latitude to be artists and yeah, to really yeah. go that way. And, and, and I'm glad that's happened because, um, you know, there's always different or maybe, you know, maybe the showrunners. I mean, Next was good, but it wasn't great. 
it had some flaws and it didn't have the cast that rabbit hole. Let's face it. This cast of rabbit holes, I think one of the better ensembles of the year so yes. far. Yeah. I'm sure. And it, it seems like they had fun making the show too. Yeah. And so I just think, you know, you know, you had the idea cause next was more about the compute, a computer and AI running things. So that's why I started feeling that, you know, one episode we're like, maybe, Crowley's an AI or something, and I was like, would they go that route? Still and I'm possible. glad they didn't. Well, it's still kind of, yeah. That's the thing. We might be building towards something like that. Like the the person in Crowley's ear might have been artificial, for all we know. Um, so so let's let's get into that, and then we can backtrack. But I really, I mean, the big cliffhanger, if you will, um, after Crowley's dead and everything's resolved. Uh, and I have a question about the intern, why he didn't take the shot. But um, what wh- what was your thing? You th- so was it that there were a few options, me and Renata, my wife, were discussing. One is there's someone either higher up in this food chain, and Crowley's not the end-all, be-all. Two, a kind of crazy one, is is the intern running the show? I think he's too young. And, <laughs> and I, I don't think... I really don't think so because I don't think he'd be doing the assassinations. Um, or three, is it our official intelligence of some sort? I mean, and Ben, because Ben's Ben's look, like when he hears what's in the earpiece that we don't hear, he gives that look like, oh, son of a bitch. So I'm just wondering what your initial take was or if, you know, having time to think about it, what what you think it could be. I mean, I think it could be anything, and I think it, it was a really smart way of just this really, if if this doesn't get renewed and this is the season, you could say, oh, hey, check out, you should check out this fun season and listen to the podcast by uh, Heath and Axel. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, right. And it kind of wraps things up, but it also just perfectly worked, right? You look in the ear, there's the earbud. And now you don't know who's talking to him. It could be a computer. It could be another guy. I mean, we. I was saying last episode, oh, come on. They can't bring in another actor. And then they bring in Lance Hendricks. I know. <laughs> so it's like I could have named him. I think I, I think I said somebody else, but it could have been that could have been a name that I pulled like a sci fi dude. You know what I mean? That we all recognize. It's like when Spock showed up on Fringe and everyone was like, holy shit, right? Yeah. I'm wondering, though, I mean, we knew it was Lance Hendrickson. I mean, he's aged, of course, and he, you know, I've been a fan of his for a long, long time, probably since the right stuff and Prince of the City in the early 80s. But, um, like, it took me a little bit, oh, shit, that's Lance Hendrickson. Do you think a lot of sci-fi people would remember him from, like, Millennium or Aliens or... I think what so. Not? I think so. Yeah. I think he's got that face and that he still has that look in his eyes that kind yeah, of that grisly makes, presence. Yeah. yeah. Kind of makes him recognizable. Remember a movie with Mickey Rourke, Johnny Handsome? I do. You remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I don't know if you want to forget it, but but um kind of like the movie. Well, what I was saying was I didn't think that they could do that. And then they did it. And you know what? It worked for me. I wasn't disappointed. I mean, right away we see him, right? Like the first thing we start out is there. He's using the data. He's killing Supreme court justice. He's taken out. He's moving things. He's moving pieces around. He's getting, um, he's getting 
people that he can manipulate just like they did to Kyle's girlfriend, right? We see him do yep. it later with the security guard. So what that we get to see the fruition of this master plan that they've been talking about all season, which I thought was pretty awesome. And when I saw it was him, I was like, okay, cool. And then when you get the ear at the end, I'm like, hey, now it could be somebody else. And the idea, I think, is similar to what we were talking about whether you call it AI or a group of people, right? That right. are working together where there is no head of it. So they can be amorphous and change. And if you kill the leader, they go on and they'll strike back, right? And now, now um, uh, John and uh, Haley have $26 million that they can play with, right? <laughs> that was a cool Not part. to mention what John has, what John has in his account. Yes. Not 20 million, but I'm sure he has a couple mil. Of course, yeah. Um, stashed in and around the world. And he can break into a wall somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, a wall in Helsinki. I'm sure he has some <laughs> money there. Now that, that, it's funny you should say that, Solo. Because for me, that's how I envision season two of this, that taking this on the road and having them go from like country to country, like making it more of an international espionage thriller, mm -hmm. not just so localized. Um, right. That would be really cool. I, I, I hope they do go that way because they've, they, yeah, they that just would left be great. it open, you know, like you said, well, okay, to answer your question while it's on my mind, why did Kyle not? shoot because i think it really did come down to the fact that the way it had been set up kyle was intern kyle was the right hand man of that crowley that person right so mm -hmm. i think that without once they once he was taken out he had no other direct orders so they have to kind of regroup and come back at him. So I think it was just a kind of a cool case of he is in it for the money. He's like a psychopath and he's a psycho killer. Keskase, he just Kes wants Kesay. money. Yeah, because yeah, like that, that. That, yeah, that's what it seemed to me because he heard the gunshot in the earpiece and was like, and plus, had he taken the shot there and not leave, there's a good chance. He would have got caught or mm -hmm. in, implemented, then he would have been on the run. Great uh, point. You know, for knew, kill, for yeah. killing Ed Hom. His cover so, was done, right? Like no one could say yeah. could rescue him. So he's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. I mean, he could have easily shot Haley, too. I mean <laughs> Yeah. Could have taken I mean, it, one of so, them out. It, yeah, and he didn't. And and that kind of goes with I mean, whether you want to believe him or not, his character. Like taking out Haley, I don't think was in the, you know what I mean? It was Ed Hom was the target the whole time. So yeah. that would have been just him going rogue. And that's probably, probably, probably assessed it and it wasn't a very good idea to do it. But it was just, for me, I was like, ah. Uh. Now, the second time I saw it, I was like, okay, that's when I kind of started thinking about it more. Yeah. But I was like, you know, why didn't he just take the shot? But, you know, evidently, I mean, he didn't necessarily know Crowley was dead, but. He heard gunshots, so I'm assuming that's yeah. what he deduced from that. So, so I'm okay with that. The only real issue, get it out of the way, um, the only re real issue I had with the episode was the fact that in that building, there was the security guard and, and a producer who had 
major baggage on them that, that, that Crowley could hold against them to work towards his plan. Now, it could be the theme of you're in a workplace, you're in whatever, someone has secrets. Everyone has secrets. Not everyone is clean. It just seemed convenient that that security guard had something on them. Now, I guess they could have said, we got your family would have been the last resort. If they found nothing, mm -hmm. they can, you know, have someone go and hold their family, whatever. So I I'm okay with that. So I'm like, kind of justifies it for me. I just thought it was a little convenient, but not a huge deal. Just a little nitpick I had. Did yeah. that bother you at all? Not, not, I mean, I like the way he walked through the the stuff with him right like they show like we in the first when we first see crowley hendrickson getting the information <laughs> together for for that group that they get he gets to assassinate he we don't see him talking to them right we just see the data being correlated and then it happens and then john and ben are talking about it but when right. we get to see him actually talk and say your dad did did this and blah blah right i th i kind of enjoy i liked the aspect of that so when he when they do it again and and it's for the producer i was like okay that's i can i can believe it because i think even our like through our day i mean whatever a sex tape you wouldn't want that out but we all have sex hopefully you know what i'm saying like <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, no, I so just, I mean, all I would have added Axel, all I would have added was that other security guard that was with him when he goes to put the gun back and, you know, lock yeah. in the safe, if they would have scanned him too and found nothing and then found okay. something on the other that's, guy, that, yeah. you know, that's, a little simple just to show, right. Hey, that's not everyone. They're going to, not everyone they're going to scan is going to have dirt on them. It's just not going to yeah. happen, yeah. but, know, but maybe like that's that a whole so theme much. that, you know, just just a little thought, but you know what? I know that's an extra actor to probably feature and pay, yeah. and you know, and 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 maybe with time, you know, yes. it, they are. figure the audience doesn't need to, you know. I, again, it's just me nitpicking. I don't have a lot to nitpick about this show. I thoroughly enjoy it. I know when to suspend my disbelief because it is a show, right? But it's like this show I hold to a higher standard than most shows just because of how great they've executed this whole season. So, but that's why I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm, I, you know, I just kind of, Oh yeah. All right. It works. They're, they're, they're cutting down. They could show us them scanning a hundred people. We don't need to see that. Yes. And, and I mean, there are a lot of holes that you could poke every time they walk down the street, he should be able to access a camera that instantly recognize, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of different th satellites, drones. There's a lot, yeah, of but he has that glass. He has those glasses on though. Kiefer did. So it's hard to, <laughs> that's true. Sometimes a baseball cap, um, last time was not even a baseball cap. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's things that. I, I, of course it's not, uh, you know, airtight, but it's, fun. yeah, I mean, it's every show though, yes. you know, and I mean, we, come on. And it's... I thought that too, like when he meets, um, meets the producers and the, and the, uh, anchor woman, like in some restaurant, right in front of a big window and everything. But then it's like, sometimes he wants people to see, right? Like well, that was the plan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I kind of, I like the way that they do that so often and for folks like us who are 
used to watching shows and kind of picking them apart or theorizing and looking at them like that, which people listening do as well. They kind of play with us to, to the point where you do it so much that you, your mind start, you start to just accept it, right? Like you figure that there's two different ways to look at everything. So you just accept it. And I think that I, I, I enjoyed that aspect of the whole season. It's just like where they talk about talking to Senator, getting Senator Evers. And then all of a sudden they're her limo drivers, right? Like, yeah, right. right, We don't, we don't find out how they just are. And so I kind of enjoyed that. Um, where at the same time they can also do things to us, like in this episode with the whole email sent to Maddie where we're thinking the flashback that we're seeing is of this of is of the uh the babysitter or the grandmother that the daughter keeps texting her about and I'm like no Pringles forgot to tell her about the Pringles (laughs) exactly what's going on I'm I kept a and then she when she was acting weird it when I was re-watching it when I first watched it I was like Man, Matt, she's acting. This whole interrogation of John is off. Like she's acting yeah. strange. She's like not being professional. It was just very amateur. And then I was like, okay. The second time you watch, of course, you know that she already knew what was going on, and this was a whole plan they had concocted. So they can they sell me on that stuff, and it's it's so well thought out that some of the other things you have to let it go. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and and John's call to Maddie when it's like, all right, we got to work together. We're on the same side, and yeah. she goes, "Yeah, I know." You know, like it was perfect with her character. She wasn't loving it, but she knew she had to do. You know, and that the the fact that she then knew her boss was in on it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that they got confirmation of that, and it was good Great. that the other guy wasn't wasn't in on it and he she trusted him uh but like that just that whole conversation with maddie and john it was awesome (laughs) i loved it and i'm like oh man she's in on it that makes sense you know so uh, i really liked that moment yeah yeah and the way they used some of the or like just social information and influencing when he go when he I guess that was her, well, her, her, it wasn't her boss. That guy is her, um, not her superior. I don't know if, was he her superior? Wait, the guy with the, the guy with the, uh, the, the, the guy that was working for Crowley. Yeah. Who you talking about? Yeah. He, um, so well, he has to be, he's some sort of superior because she, she went to him. Oh so no no! I I'm talking about a- the guy that he fake gives the gives up the the address of where his wife is and everything, right? And then oh, the guy he shakes his, his hand and yes. steals it. Oh yeah, no, I think that's um, more of a colleague. Right, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I was talking about the other yeah, guy. Yeah, no, yeah, no, right, he's more of a right colleague because. Because she got demoted and yes. he was kind of like, it's my crime I was scene, you're to, on. I was yeah. trying to kind of say like her frenemy colleague, like her adversary <laughs> in, in work, right? Her Moriarty. Exactly. Moriarty. There you go, right? Like who she was kind of playing against. But they used that social interaction, what was that office politics, to trick right, him, right. right? And get John out of there. And, uh, and also... 
move move the puzzle pieces ahead which i thought was cool too yeah the whole thing with maddie that's the cool thing about this because like it's like all these characters we were introduced to had a satisfying conclusion not only in their in plot wise but with the other characters because there right. was from the beginning even though maddie was after him um Haley was right she somehow knew that there was something more to him right like she was she she wanted to keep on digging she wasn't just satisfied that he was a bad guy when new evidence came about she looked into it right and she she yeah. kind of kept going into it so when uh when Haley finally tells him he, that oh hey i called maddie by the way and i love the way she said it she's like i called maddie <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah right before they're gonna kiss yeah. like, that was great and there they were there that's a that's for me i never really bought a lot of um Kiefer sutherland's romances in 24 but this romance i really bought i think that they really hit that's it a great off. point they yeah, have a lot of chemistry yeah. on, on like together and they kind of settle into their own routine, especially at the end when they're kind of playing around. Um, and she's telling him about the switcheroo she did too, right? Where Maddie yeah. gets her boss. So that whole kind of triangle sets us up, I hope, for season two. But it's satisfying because it it kind of legitimizes earlier when she did go to Maddie. and her, And her trust was... Correct. And he even says to her too, he's like, you're getting too good at this. I still think if there's a season two, we're going to find out more about Haley. That's the one thing that there was no, like we found out about her taking the money and all that, but th th there was never any big reveal about her. Yeah. There weren't any uh, answers. Cause I mean, we've gone back and forth, you know, is, is, is she really a Mark? Is she Mark? You know, is she trying to con him? And like, and then, you know, like you said, her demeanor with meeting Maddie, it could have been the lawyer in her, but you had said, you know, maybe she's got some spy experience, you know, who knows, you know, you know, and that's something that I'm glad, I'm actually glad that they didn't reveal everything about her because it does give you room. Yeah. If there are other seasons, yeah. it would make it more impactful. Like, Oh, John, I got to tell you something <laughs> or, or, you know, who knows? But I mean, she knows that Krav Maga too well. Uh, I mean, she 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 uh, clotheslined the intern like an old seventies NFL game. Uh, Maybe it was she awesome. trained with the fake ex-wife. Okay, know? let's talk about that, Axel. Okay. So, so the kid in like I believe the pilot episode is actually her kid. Yes. That's so they what were, she you says. know, of course, doing it for appearances. But I'll be honest, it you know it was weird when when Ben's over there and they're talking and she makes the call to the son, her, her demeanor is very weird and watching it a second time, even though I know who she is now, it, it, it was a little off, but not so much where I figured it out. Then, mm -hmm. um, the one tip was when they're, they get caught and they're with in Crowley and she's, there's a shot of her fiddling with the, uh, the uh, handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And, and she's so calm and I can't believe I didn't pick that up. I just, I just assumed she's, she knows what John does. Um, she's just, you know, 
evidently been through this situation before. She'd been kidnapped, as we find out. Uh, so I was like, it was so badass when Kiefer's like, yeah, the girl I sent, you know, the lady I sent in to save my ex, she's there with you now or whatever, you know, that whole thing. And it goes, good luck, motherfucker, whatever he said, that line he says is freaking, I freaking clapped and screamed. I didn't scream that loud, but I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> that is so cool. Cause I, I honestly didn't see it coming. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, the second, hey, you know what though? The second time I watched, I knew it was going to happen. It's funny how that works. Uh, anyway, but wow. no, I love, I loved it because it was a, a full season long con mm-hmm. on us. So it, be, it begs to ask the question, could John have had wine with her then? A friend? Mm, we still was that don't John know. just going over? Was that John going over a plan? Maybe. Maybe. Yep. Yep. Just making sure things were good. Right. Just checking yeah. in. Um, yeah, I was it's it, it, it took me by surprise, too. I thought it was beautiful. The delivery was beautiful. How calm he got too, um, and you knew it was something was coming. You know, when for, when he first said to Ben, you've got to go get my wife. My wife said to me, doesn't he have a kid? And I was like, yeah, yeah may and I and then I said to her, maybe he just maybe he just doesn't want Ben to know about the kid right now. Like, let him find out when he meets him. Okay. And then the show kept on going, and you know what I mean? We forgot about it until the scene comes, and then he looks at the picture and he goes, Is that my grandson? Right? Like he's, Oh my gosh, I have a grand that's my grandson, right? And then I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, look, that kind of paid off, right? Like maybe I was mm-hmm. right. He just wanted him to be kind of like maybe forced to take better care of them because he finds out that he has right, a grandson, right. like bring the emotion out. Cause he still maybe doesn't a hundred percent trust that his dad or something. So the way they played that out was beautiful. And it being a season long con was beautiful as well because it wasn't a huge thing, right? Like, it wasn't John did it all like we thought early on or Ben is Crowley. It was just his wife is a fucking assassin. Right? Like, yeah. And I think that that was cool to just get her in there. And the trick they did, too, with when they get them, you think it's the FBI maybe, right? Because John just told them where they were, you know? Right. And so, or, or Maddie also says, I know where they are. So it's one of them, but no, it was Crowley's people. So I think that the whole thing just was perfect, man. It, it kept me going. It was quick. Every, the moment you have to think about it, something else happens and we're on to a different scene and you're thinking about that. And they really right. ran like three, four cons on us in this episode (laughs) and they all were pretty spotless. They all worked. And that's one thing why I'm, you know, we're celebrating this show right now because it's hard, especially nowadays, you know, you had your old fight club thing in the nineties and different things, you know, but as audiences grow and there's more content and we go through years of watching stuff, it's tough to pull out these stops and cause you know, a lot of times like, oh, I bet you it's that. I bet you it's that. And, you know, we could be right mo- most most of the time. But this one, they really did it so well that I wasn't um, – I, I didn't guess a lot of this stuff at the end. 
which I liked. It was nice. And a lot of it too, because I'm so lost in it too. I'm not trying to justify everything where my wife likes to pause and be like, wait, what about this? (laughs) I'm like, no, I want to just enjoy the show. Then we can talk about it after. But, um, but no, I'd like, I, cause I felt like we weren't because it, it wasn't just tricking the audience. It was tricking anyone who was observing him and watching him. So, you know, so, but it, it is interesting how the assassin, AKA the ex-wife, like when Ben comes in, she kind of looks both ways out the door, make sure he wasn't followed and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I just figured, oh, John, she knows what John does. It's, she's just being very careful, but it makes sense with her training. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That reminds me of another con they played on us um, where our internet buddy Shaw was the Shaw is his name, right? Was Morgan Shaw. Morgan Shaw was the one who was following them in the car, right? And right. And, and we see earlier, like taking, like looking through a a lens as they get out of their umpteenth um, hideout. So uh, that was another one that they played. What did you think of that? Let's talk about the premise okay. of bringing this down by involving the media, because I think this is a long held kind of, I mean, I guess you call it like a plot contrivance or device where in order to expose a larger conspiracy, really the only choice you have is to bring it to the media. But since this show played on people like Morgan Shaw and, and the kind of um, disruption of truth that's going on even in our world right now, did it took me a little while to buy it. You know what I mean? And when Hom finally sells it at the end and explains it and the way they present the broadcast really sold it to me. So I was kind of like at first through the show when they were like rushing to get him on the air, I was thinking to myself, this isn't really the thing. You know what I mean? Like I thought that this was a red herring that they were in, they were contacting this woman and the producer for some other reason. But then when that is actually what happens, I begin to see, oh, okay, I understand. They're subverting that and saying, yes, it's true. Social media, the news, the internet, it can change all our minds and algorithm us to death, but also we are that thing, right? And if a group of people decide, hey, we're not gonna do, we're gonna post this on Twitter, do this, they too can have an effect when it's a group of people. So by kind of giving the information out, it turns the tables on that idea uh, that Crowley has to control everyone. So I thought that that, in the end, it worked for me. How about you? Did it work for you? Oh, there's the, oh, there's the question. Okay, I, I was waiting to answer. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I know. I'm yeah, no, it, no, it's good. It worked for me. And what I liked, so we found out that Ben and John were the one leaking the yeah. information to uh, Morgan Shaw. So that, you know, and Ed figures it out and he's like, wait, the hum plan? I love that. Um, <laughs> I'm not Jesus. A hum plan? <laughs> well, you know, and, and it works because they, they already thought of this. They thought of leaking, you know, it was time to leak the Ed footage that he could be alive. Yeah. Uh, but it was very methodical because then once Crowley gets those three um, Supreme Court judges killed along with like, you know, and that's the new cycle. Then they're like, well, we need to like now counteract that and get people on this 
comm plan, this Ed is, Ed is not dead thing. And so they, 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 they found the right time. Cause it's, it was interesting the way Ben was just like, it started like once the judges report dead, he's mm-hmm. like, it's starting, yep. you know, all about Crowley wanting the class system and how he wants the world of a hundred years ago where homosexuals back in the closet. Oh, good uh, point. Women yeah, I back in the kitchen. That. They really, yeah, that, that was a lot well, of political yeah, I'm doing it right stuff. Now. That I'm doing they it right now. I'm doing it right you now. Are. I'm glad you are. Let me, let me finish. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but, you know, in using fear and, and controlling the narrative and that was very, I mean, it was all at the beginning of the episode, but it was like, I had to like, I, I rewatched it a few times just because it made sense. And it really goes to what Ed said at the end on how we, we just, I mean, in a nutshell, we're on social media, we're doing all these things, all these posts, all these, who we vote for everything. And this data can be, can manipulate us. I mean, you know, you do one little search and then you're getting ads on ESPN.com you know, to buy a raft or penis enlargement or whatever. And, (laughs) and so it's just, it, 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 it's stuff we know, but we just live and we do the Twitter and the Facebook, the Insta and everything. And it's just like, but like, like perfect example, actually, as you know, when people go on vacation, they're posting things like, Hey, they're advertising. They're not at home. Yeah. You know, you know, so it's just like people just so obsessed with, being involved and having someone to virtually talk to and to share their lives and stuff that they don't look at the big picture, but these big corporate moguls and these people with money and with smarts use it to manipulate. And that's basically, you know, uh, what we've been talking about here. And it's just, it's remarkable. Um, I do like though, Axel, and w- which made me feel like there's got to be a season two is when Ed said our team discovered, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, Ed, Ed feels like he's part of the team now. And, it, yep. you know, so oh, that was cool. Great stuff. Solo. Beautiful stuff. Yep. And the and the character of Ed, too. Really? I mean, I had no idea. First episode that the guy that he pushes into the car is going to become this character that we're laughing at, you know, oh, about know. his wife. And he, for certain episodes, he's like comedic relief. But then in the end, he delivers the monologue that kind of brings it all home. And I think that that, that was a great kind of rise and fall. And, you know, he was going to fuck him up. And- we're going to fuck him up. Haley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up. Like they did come together as a team. And, uh, what about when he jumps out of the car? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was part of the plan, right? That was hilarious. He just, he, it was like, a, he was like, it was magnet, right? He was like a magnet to those people. They just sucked him oh out of the car. God. Oh um, my God, yeah. Ed, what are you doing? That was good stuff, man. That was very good stuff. <laughs> All right. What else we got? What else we got to talk about in, uh, in the rabbit of the hole? We kind of covered a lot of it. Oh, the one thing I was going to say is you were talking about all those rich and powerful people. And the thing is, is that they still exist, right? Like, that's why I think that there's 
so much stuff for a season two. They may have thwarted this particular takeover, but these people mm-hmm. are still getting, we don't know. They're still getting data. The data is out there. They've downloaded it, you know? So I think that it's, it's kind of interesting that we do get a victory of sorts, but still it's not like, you know, they cured cancer or something, <laughs> you know, the sure. bad guys well, yeah, are still yeah. out there. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It could go globally. If there's a Crowley, um, you know, working in the United States and it has influence, of course, all over the world. Are there other Crowley yeah. types like, you know, like the, you know, the Crowley seven or something where there's seven, Mm -hmm. you know, and that could be the earpiece thing. Mm -hmm. It could be a network, um, you know, say in each country or or each, you know, uh, continent or something, who knows? I mean, that's the great thing. There's more to explore. Um, and, and they could really get, um, cause if they do that globally, it would make it a little more, I mean, they mentioned, you know, some of the stuff getting taken care of, but it's centered around the United States, of course, but it'd be interesting if it does go globally. Um, Oh, you no, know, I, you know what? What's oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say oh. one thing we didn't talk about was the fact that he didn't tell Ben about his, wife. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, that was a funny part. I did like that. I did oh that. Like, dude, Charles Dance's lines in this were freaking yeah. hilarious. Like after, you know, the assassin, she takes everyone out and he's just standing there and he's like <laughs> freaking out. It was freaking great. And then the fact that too, that John, you know, gave his dad Crowley in the end. And yeah. and you and he could choose what he did. And he goes, "That's the nicest anything anyone's ever done for me." And he goes, "Oh, that's got an issue," but 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 it's just like they had their little moment there, where it was like you know John didn't say, "Don't kill him," you know, "We need him" or whatever. He's like, "He's yours now." Yeah, you've been you've been after this guy for decades. Go for it. And I, you know, I thought that was a nice touch as well. And I love the montage they do at the end when Ed's given his speech. And we're seeing, you know, miles and, you know, different, you know, we see the dead girl. Um, I mean, but we're seeing all this, um, you know, kind of the reflections of the people that, you know, were involved in this story. And it just was a nice touch. Definitely, brother. This whole season was a nice touch. This podcast was a nice touch. It's been a pleasure podcasting rabbit hole with you, brother. Yeah, I mean... It really, really has. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I hope there's more. But if not, at least, excuse me, we got to enjoy this. Uh, if it's a limited series, we got to enjoy it. And I think too, what you like, the only reason because I was already on Paramount Plus was the only reason I knew it was coming. Yeah. I didn't never saw any advertisements or anything for it. So I hope more and more people find it. Uh, it's a really good show. And uh, I was going to say, I highly recommend it. Tell, but no, if you listen to this pod, you like it too. <laughs> yeah, tell someone to listen to a podcast about it. Um, and we do, of course, thank everyone for downloading the show, for oh, listening. Yeah. I know a lot of people also did come from Mayor of Kingstown, um, listening to us talk about that great show on Paramount Plus, and uh, go, go tell Paramount Plus about us. They uh they they're not returning our phone calls. I I need to get a little uh a little bug in my ear, a bug in their ear, 
to uh, hook hook us up over here at the DVR Podcast Network. Yeah, we'll cover all Paramount Plus shows. Yeah, from Paramount Plus, we're ready. Put baby. us on the payroll. We'll 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 do it. We got the experience, uh, and uh, yeah, let's do it because we seem to tend to to uh, flock to these Paramount Plus shows because they're doing shows that I <laughs> that we really like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, and I'm glad. Uh, you convinced me to do it. It didn't take much. I was like, Kiefer Sutherland, I'm in. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm glad because, you know, it's hard to find a new show to podcast about weekly. Uh, it's a little easier when a season comes out and you're like, oh, okay. The, you know, and, you know, I failed in the past with some shows. We did, uh, was it Alcatraz? We did Alcatraz. We are, you know we what? We only really have Alcatraz to blame. Uh, everything else. Well, we've I have flash forward with Miss Wendy. Oh, that's flash true. forward. That with, true. I thought that was going to be the. That's when I yeah. thought a new loss would come out every five years, and I was wrong. Like John Locke said, I was wrong. But some of this uh, stuff. I mean, hey, we jumped on True Detective season three, and that turned out to be amazing. Yeah. That was, you know what? I really, I'm glad True Detective's coming back, especially it's new with Jodie Foster, Alaska at night. Like, I really enjoyed uh, um, podcasting about season three of True Detective. Uh, you know, we didn't do seasons one and two, um, but it was, you know, we probably talked about it on the film list or something, I'm sure. But uh, this is, it's going to be fun because it's right up our alley, you know? I mean, we like a lot of stuff. Like you love the sci-fi and the reality shows, and I love. Oh wait, serial killer dramas, serial killer dramas, serial killer dramas, true crime. Okay, but no, but no, it's it's right up our alley, and I'm excited to uh, get into a little True Detective. It'll be the next. Of course, we got to fill finish up Yellow Jackets. Uh, listen, there's a new pod that just came out with you, Gina, Jenny, and Ando. And uh, I'm going to try to jump on this next week and try to stick it through the season since I convinced you we should do a Yellow Jackets pod. And <laughs> I've only been on a couple. Um, but Gina, Gina and Jenny really and Ando really hold the fort. Yeah. And when Trey comes on, I, I wish Trey could come on more. But um, we, ha- we have a good crew in our stead. So uh, it's nice because what, what I like, Axel, and not to go on, what I love about our Yellow Jackets pod Every other Yellow Jackets pods recap, recap, recap. We just dive in and talk about it. Kind of like what we did with Rabbit Hole and kind of what we did with Mindhunter and Mayor King's. <laughs> That's kind of like our thing. And, you know, sometimes people don't want just a recap. They've seen the episode. They just want, you know, it's, I think it's better for discussion. Uh, so I'm glad with the Yellow Jackets. I love the approach uh, and I love listening to it when I'm not on. So good work over there by our team. Thank you, sir. And and you are a part of that team. So thank you for That's doing true. it, baby. And uh, hey. once again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Uh, give us some reviews. We got some great reviews. We got uh, some new patrons, too. Join us over at patreon.com slash DVR. Help support the pod if you liked the season. You want to do a one-time uh, donation. Go over to the website. You can do that. Help support us that way. Go over to DVRpodcast.com. And uh, we'll be back soon enough. Subscribe to Daily DVR so you get all the podcasts that we do. I don't solo. I'll leave it to you to give the final words. Great season. A lot of fun. And please, 
just put a bullet in my head. You've won. Peace. It's kind of a dire ending, so. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 rabbit hole. Rabbit hole's awesome. Yay. Yay. Peace out, everybody. Thank you. Peace out, guys. <laughs>